The battle for religious liberty and conscience is at an all-time high across the United States. Many states are proposing or have already created laws that force people of faith to perform services that may be against their religious conviction or conscience. This is Randy Osborne. Worldview Truth. A number of years ago, I reported on a wedding cake baker master piece cake shop owner by the name of Jack Phillips, and he was being forced to provide a wedding cake for a gay couple that he believed was against his religious convictions. Now, this happened in the state of California. Just to get an overall view about this battle that's been been going on for years, I want to go ahead and play that clip of what I said uh, back in 2015. Case is a Christian-owned Colorado bakery called Masterpiece Cake Shop who refused to create a custom cake for a gay couple in 2012. The baker's name, Jack Phillips, he offered any cake in the shop but would not make a custom cake for the couple because he believed that it would be breaking his religious convictions. You see, most press outlets didn't mention that part. He didn't refuse to sell them a cake he refused to make a custom cake because he believed that it would be condoning a lifestyle against his religious convictions and conscience. Well, the state of Colorado, they brought a suit against the bakery demanding training and to change his policies. In 2015, the Colorado Court of Appeals ruled that Phillips cannot cite his religious beliefs in his refusal to provide a service to same-sex couples. Jack Phillips now faces penalties if he continues refusing making wedding cakes for same-sex couples. You see, this is why this is so important. If the Supreme Court rules that this law supersedes a person's religious convictions and conscience, it will destroy religious protection under the Constitution. You see, this is not about a cake. This is about a person of religious faith's constitutional right to live out their faith in conscience, not just in the four walls of a church building. Our filing fathers believed that no law could supersede one's conscience. In fact, uh, John Jay, he was the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, he said this, Security under our Constitution is given to the rights of conscience. They are by nature subject to no control but that of deity, which is the Lord. He went on to say this, I have often expressed my sentiments that every man conducting himself as a good citizen and believe and being accountable to God alone for his religious Christian principles ought to be protected in worshiping the Lord according to the dictates of his own conscience. I will go as far as to say this, if the Supreme Court ignores man's right to his religious conscience, we have lost the freedoms that have been offered to every citizen under the United States Constitution. This Colorado law that Phillips is being tried under is very, very similar to a bill in Florida, as well as in other states that comes up every single year. The one in Florida is called Florida Competitive Workforce Act, or H-347. There's other various terms such as anti-discrimination language. These type of laws 
are being used as weapons against people of faith. And the only way that we can stop this is you, the citizen, get involved, contact your representatives and ask them not to support any bill that would put religious liberty at risk. Well, the Masterpiece Cake Shop ultimately won that case before the U.S. Supreme Court over a narrow victory over his refusal to make a wedding cake for a gay couple because it was against his religious convictions. However, Colorado wasn't done with him yet. So they turned around and they sued him again for this. They said that he violated state anti-discrimination laws by not making a cake to celebrate a gender transition. The state of Colorado is trying to sue this guy into oblivion. They're trying to destroy this man's life because of his Christian beliefs. Back in January this year, this Colorado baker actually lost his appeal in the Colorado court system. Jack Phillips, along with the attorneys Alliance Defending Freedom, um, have vowed that they would continue the appeals until they take this all the way back to the Supreme Court. However, they may not have to because of a recent Supreme Court ruling. In a major decision affecting LGBTQ rights, i.e. religious liberty issues, the United States Supreme Court has carved out a significant exception to public accommodation laws. These laws in most states were discrimination based on sexual orientation, which um, most states have. In fact, Florida does not have one, but they have been fighting to implement one for years. In fact, in the Department of Education's handbook, um, it does cite this, though it's not in a statute. And I'm referring to the Department of Education in the state of Florida. In a six to three decision, the Supreme Court cited that a lady by the name of Lori Smith, she was a Colorado web designer who opposed a same-sex marriage, challenged the state's public accommodations laws, claiming that by requiring her to serve everyone equally, the state was unconstitutionally enlisting her in creating a message that she opposed based on religious conviction or conscience. Justice Neil Gorsuch, he basically drew a distinction between discrimination based on a person's status, gender, race, and other classifications, and discrimination based on her message. And he said this, quote, if there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, he said it is that the government may not interfere with an uninhabited marketplace of ideas. When a state law co collides with the Constitution, the Constitution must prevail. He went on to say this, quote, the nation's answer is tolerance, not coercion. The First Amendment envisions the United States as a rich and complex place where all persons are free to think and speak as they wish, not as the government demands they do. In Justice Sonia Sotomayor's dissent, which she is a very liberal uh, 
left leaning and I'll say it even more, more of a communist leaning justice uh, said this. Quote, time and time again, businesses and other commercial entities have claimed a constitutional right to discriminate. And time again, this court has courageously stood up to those claims until today. Today, this court shrinks in her dissent. She also goes on to say this, and she said this ruling creates a new license to discriminate and said that the symbolic effect of the decision is to mark gays and lesbians as second-class status. Justice Gorsuch responded to Sotomayor's dissent, and basically he said this, it is difficult to read the dissent and conclude that we're talking about the same case here. And then he goes on to say this, that Sotomayor's dissent in the case, quote, reimagines the facts from the top to the bottom, and fails to answer the fundamental question, can a state force someone who provides her own expressive service to abandon her conscience and speak its preferred message instead? It was clear that our founding fathers said no. Nobody, no government entity has the right to force somebody to abandon their faith or conscience to do something is against their convictions. The transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, had to put his two cents in the mix. And he basically said, it appears this web designer only went into the wedding business for the purpose of provoking a case like this. And then there's Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays has announced that she will not follow the recent Supreme Court ruling that protected the First Amendment rights of a Christian website designer to decline working in conflict of her religious beliefs. She has defiantly promised to enforce Arizona's public accommodation law to the, quote, fullest extent. So it appears like you have an attorney general that doesn't understand law whatsoever. Does she not know like the Supreme Court is the highest law of the land? Does she understand that the Supreme Court has deemed you can't force a business to do something against their deeply held religious beliefs or conscience? Does she not understand that defying and ignoring Supreme Court decisions and the separation of powers threatens the stability of our nation or does she care this is randy osborne and we will be right back worldview truth this is randy osborne i want to introduce to you a new podcast called worldview truth worldview truth discusses conservative issues and battles that are important to you that you will not hear on mainstream media please follow like and share worldview truth with randy osborne Thank you, and God bless. Worldview Truth. In another case, United States Supreme Court has ruled unanimously for a postal worker in Pennsylvania in a religious liberty dispute over how far employees should go to accommodate faith-based requests in the workplace. Gerald Groff, he was a Christian mail carrier from Pennsylvania, and asked the court to decide whether the U.S. Postal Service could require him to deliver 
Amazon packages on Sundays, which he observes as a Sabbath. Just as a side note, understand that the United States government is challenging this. Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 actually was the one that required employers uh, to accommodate employees over religious practice, practices, unless doing so would be an undue hardship for the business. Groff's attorney actually argued <clears throat> that the court should rule in favor of the religious accommodation um, of Title Seven, just like they do with the ADA or the Americans for Disabilities Act. The accommodations are basically stated the same way, undue hardship on the business. The law firm that actually took up the case called First Liberty, uh, basically the chief counsel for that organization said this, this is a landmark victory, not only for Gerald, but for every American. No American should be forced to choose between their faith and their job. There was another significant case back in 2014, and this was the case of Hobby Lobby that went before the Supreme Court. Hobby Lobby is a family-owned arts and crafts store based out of Oklahoma that's got branches throughout the nation. The owners of the company, the Green family, are devout evangelical Christians that believes that life begins at conception. Under the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, it mandates that all health insurance plans cover certain types of drugs, including an abortion drug. This law actually covers any company over 50 employees. This ultimately gave Hobby Lobby and the Green family three choices, either comply with the law and violate their conscience, break the law, and face crippling fines, which would probably put them out of business, or they could sell or close the business. Those were their options. So they decided to take this through the court system, and it ultimately went before the Supreme Court. The Greens, first of all, asked for an exemption from the regulation requiring them to provide what they consider to be abortion-inducing drugs. At that time, the Obama administration had granted exemptions to houses of worship and other nonprofit organizations, but it refused to grant an exemption to Hobby Lobby because it was a, quote, for-profit corporation. At that time, the administration drew a distinction between nonprofit corporations and for-profit corporations in its brief, and it said this, nonprofits often exist to allow people to exercise their religion, churches, for example, or nonprofit organizations. But businesses are intended to generate a financial profit. So because the business was for profit, they would have to comply abortion-inducing drugs. Hobby Lobby's argument was that a corporation can legally exercise religion. And throughout our nation, case law has actually supported the idea that a corporation is a person. And if a corporation is considered a person, then a person, person can legally exercise religion. So back in June of 2014, the United States Supreme Court ruled that closely held for-profit entities with religious objections to certain aspects of birth control mandates, i.e. abortion providing medication, could avoid the mandate by a the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. 
in another religious liberty attack that the government is having against religious institutions. And I believe this one is going to be uh, one that is coming up more and more and more. And you'll understand why when I play this clip. This clip is actually from CBN News, and it's about a Christian school in the Ozarks. As the U.S. Supreme Court considers student loan debt forgiveness, a Christian college in Missouri is asking the court to hear its case about gender and dorm assignments. If you've ever taken a trip to Branson, Missouri, you've probably heard of College of the Ozarks. It's a small, prestigious Christian institution for higher education nestled in the Ozark Mountains in a place called Point Lookout. Less than 1,500 students are enrolled, but the college receives thousands of applications from those wanting to attend there. That's because the college offers free tuition. But unlike many students pushing for debt forgiveness, these students work for their tuition. You work uh, for 40 hours a week for 12 weeks, and that pays for your room and board for the fall and the spring semester. I've worked at the laundry, I've worked at the warehouse, I've worked at the Keter Center, I've worked in the construction department. I've done it intentionally to get a well-rounded work education. It's incredibly important, I think, to our country to graduate people who understand that being debt-free is a good thing and that debt is bad. And if you want something, you work for it. What a concept. Work hard and your debt is forgiven. This college emphasizes character and patriotism and, of course, Christian values. Back in 2021, President Biden signed an executive order barring gender discrimination. So the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, applied gender identity to the 1968 Fair Housing Act. As a result, the federal government is now trying to force the College of the Ozarks to open its bathrooms, showers, and dorm rooms to whatever gender someone thinks they are at the time. A biological male could room and shower with a female co-ed if he identifies as a female. CFO says that it is discrimination against them. They're a religious institution. It would force the college to abandon its biblical principles and its faithful commitment to God regarding sex and marriage. The Eighth Circuit Court ruled against the college, and that's why the school wants the Supreme Court to take up the case. Folks, this violates the U.S. Constitution and the right of freedom of religion. Let me remind you of Article 1 of the Bill of Rights, which says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That means the government cannot impose another faith, in this case, woke secular humanist religion, on the school. It also applies to President Biden and HUD. They cannot force a college to violate Christian principles, its beliefs about sex and gender, or anything else, because to do so would impose another belief system, in actuality, a government-conceived religion, on the institution. The Supreme Court must take up this case. Religious institutions must be excluded from this HUD rule. It is of utmost importance to American society to restate our guaranteed commitment to the First Amendment and religious freedom. If the government erodes the right of citizens to freely adopt and practice their own religious beliefs without religious freedom, the country is no longer free. Religious liberty in America is a founding principle. Our nation was built and settled by generations of people who fled tyranny and religious oppression of their homeland. Our founding fathers sought 
to preserve religious liberty by ensuring this nation was protected against the establishment of any law impending the free exercise of one's religious beliefs. This very principle was enshrined in the First Amendment and our Constitution, which reads this, quote, Congress shall make no law respecting any establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. You see, religious freedom is the basis of what is known as conscience rights, that no one, including the government, can force you to do something that you find is morally objectable. No one should be able to force you to choose between their deeply held beliefs and their livelihood. This principle is integral and critical in the aspect of a healthy and free society. Whether this be vaccine mandates or it be LGBT agendas or anything else that's against one's moral and religious convictions, according to our Constitution, are deemed as unjust laws. Because of the society that we're in and the world that we're in, the attacks on religious freedom are going to continue. We can no longer be silent on these issues. This form of government was created by we the people, and the people are to rule our government, not the government rule the people. But these rights and freedoms are quickly being taken away because we are not exercising the rights that God has given us. Many pastors today that are not preaching the whole counsel of God are submitting to unbiblical mandates because they'll go back to Romans 13 and they'll cite this. They'll say, you know, uh, Romans 13, 1, it says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers for there is no power but God. The powers that be are ordained of God. So what they'll say is, according to that verse, that we have to submit uh, to our government. But you see, that's not the whole council. In Acts 5, you'll find where Peter and the apostles, uh, they were in Jerusalem, and there was a great revival going on in Jerusalem. These apostles and Peter were preaching Christianity. Then the government of that day went to them and said, you have to stop. You have got to stop preaching. So you think Peter and the apostles went back to Romans and they said, oh, yeah, uh, we have to obey our government. So, okay. Nope, that's not what happened. Peter said this, we ought to obey God rather than man. And that word ought isn't the word ought that we think of today. That word ought was we must, we are compelled, we have no other choice but to obey God rather than man. So if you want to take the whole counsel of scripture, the whole counsel of scripture would be this, that yes, God has put government in place, but government never, never usurps the authority of God and his word and what God expects and mandates out of his word to his people. Our founding fathers understood that. I wish our government today would, but since they can't, we must take a stand for righteousness. This is Randy Osborne. Until next time, God bless. Worldview Truth. 